You're listening to Sustainably Geeky, the podcast for everyday environmentalists. Hi, you're listening to Sustainably Geeky, episode 64. And if you have listened for a while, you'll notice that we haven't had an episode out in a few months um, as I was kind of uh, taken over by school obligations. So I'm excited to be back after the summer. And um, today I am going to be talking to Oliver Winter, who is the founder and CEO of A&O Hostels, um, about sustainable travel and maybe some of the trends that um, the travel industry is seeing now and into the future. So Oliver, thank you so much for being on. And um, if you could start, just give me a little background about yourself and how you came to found this company and kind of what you guys are all about. Jennifer, first, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Uh, great pleasure. And um, yeah, so 23 years ago, I um, founded this company in uh, Berlin. Uh, I I met this idea for um, hostels, backpackers, um, during I traveled as a backpacker uh, around the world. Um, so um, by the way, I, yeah, I visited Asia, so Australia, um, US, and then I, f- I finished my travel uh, around the world in Ireland. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I met or I, um, yeah, was familiar with this idea after I, I traveled around the world and figured out later back in Berlin, and I started my study to become a teacher, by the way, um, figured out that um, there, there be no hostels in, in this time. Yeah, so just very, very few, very little ones and non-commercial hostels like we all know this YHA or YMCA, but no, not nothing what I seen before in Australia or in, in, in the US uh, or on Ireland. So uh, bigger hostels, um, private, independently. And um, yeah, that brought me to this idea, why not to set up a hostel in, in Berlin? So um, that, um, and I started and been able to open first 160 beds in Berlin in 2000. Um, and it was quite successful from from the very beginning. I had, um, yeah, and then um, my my previous partner and I we we started to grow, grow first the business in in Berlin and and then uh, in in many other uh, locations. So today Aino is in uh, 21 cities, crossover Europe in in nine countries. Um, our the majority of of our customers are a lot of groups, student groups, sport groups. Um, families, of course, these typical backpacker during during summertime, especially uh, um, doing this this um, yeah, uh, um, interrail or um, yeah, uh, crossover Europe. Um, and yeah, last last year we've been very happy or proud to serve six million overnights. Um, and our target group is, I would say, yeah, between 15 and 35 years. Um, so quite young, quite young people. Yeah, so you you said you started around 2000, and I'm sure you've seen um, a lot of changes since then. Obviously, you guys have grown quite a bit, which is exciting. Um, so, guess can you start uh, by just telling us about how you all are working to go net zero by is it 2025, which is very ambitious, and um, you know why why did you pick net zero? Why did you pick this goal? Just how did you get to that that point? Yeah, that's it. Is really ambitious to to be as a company to be net zero by 2025. Um, so we, we, I would say, we are quite early 
adapters of this topic and in 2009-2010, um, when I remember right, for example, we started first time to thinking about these, our carbon footprint, our impact yeah, to, the, uh, um, to the environment. And then in 2009 or 10, um, first time we introduced the carbon footprint uh, uh, calculator on our website. And for example, that was that was totally no success. It was much, much too early. Yeah, and nobody, we, we thought that we are very innovative. Uh, that's, that's great, but um, yeah, that, that was too early. And then in, in 15, 16, uh, this topic became more back to, to, uh, into our minds and even a lot, um, um, it was much requested from our employees. So the employees started really to highlight topics like why we have these single packages from and the breakfast from the marmalade or the soap in the bathrooms, all this stuff. So easy things to even easy to to, to fix it. But um, so it came back into our minds and we said, okay, let's let's make something like a green roadmap and structure it a little bit and sort out what is feasible, what could we do better, what not, and then. With taking first actions, it starts even to that that with, with every question answered, you you receive ten new questions, yeah, in this topic, and we figured out we really need help here, yeah, to to understand, yeah, how to measure your footprint, um, how could you really reduce it, what is, um, for example, yeah, what are actions making sense on long run. Um, and um, how to engage people, yeah, to to help you, uh, where, where, yeah, and technical issues as well, but even motivation issues and a lot, lot, lot of things. And um, then in 15 was first time we start really to measure and and figured out that in 15 our footprint was a little 10 kilogram per overnight. Um, so first time we had an idea, yeah, okay, it's 10 kilogram per uh, carbon uh, carbon dioxide per overnight. Um, and yeah, then our motivation was, okay, let's bring this 10 kilogram down, yeah, to whatever, yeah, but let's just go start it and, and, and bring it down. And today, um, our 10 kilogram are down to 3.5 kilogram. So you see you, what you can achieve just by starting to take actions. And this, I would say the wow effect for, for the company was, especially for myself, was during COVID, during Corona. Um, when we've been in this pandemic and sitting at home and everyone, the politicians, especially they teach us and ask us stay home, yeah, to flatten the curve and stay home. And I was impressed and wondering how quick a society learned to stay home. And they all stayed home and they said, wow. And I started to thinking about what would happen if, for example, for climate consciousness, people decide to stay home. Yeah, if a society say would say, for climate consciousness, it's not posh to travel anymore. So, and and this was for me this aha effect to 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 really decide we need something really we need a, a, a tough goal, an ambitious goal, and we have to be or we have to deliver really a sustainable, affordable accommodation product quite soon, and not 2040, not 2050, or whatever. We need something really really quick, and then we spoke with the experts helping us here and ask what what is the right way and they explain me even how to avoid greenwashing and and what does it mean and when 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 for example it comes to 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 this 
And we understood, okay, first you have to do really everything what you can do with your own power to bring your, your footprint down. And we think or we believe until 2025, the most things what is in our hands, so to say, um, it's more or less done. Then, of course, there are still things to, to do and to do to go. But um, then then it's 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 a big step done from coming from this 10 kilogram in 15. Then probably we will achieve two and a half, two dot eight, something like this. So really much, much lower than we started with. And then it's even fair to say, okay, now we start to um, to buy credits to offset, yeah, and means buying or paying. Um, then as a company, we pay then um, that our carbon dioxide is removed, yeah. So we we pay for removals, and um, yeah, that's that's the road or the roadmap now. So it sounds like you started out wanting to do this for environmental reasons, responsibility, corporate responsibility, and it kind of turned into something you saw as a necessity, like, you know, this is something we have to do if, if we want to keep appealing to travelers, um, especially those climate conscious travelers, right? Right. So um, what we what we, of course, even did is it's not only as a company that, of course, you like to contribute as best as you can to, to your environment and um, to the society. Um, so two big drivers, one, one re again, the, the employees, yeah, a lot of our employees really today, we, we working with, by the way, with, with a lot, lot of students, yeah, they, they work in summertime or, or even during their studies and as, as part-time uh, employees and many of them are much closer to this topic than, for example, I was in the beginning, yeah, and, and they, uh, they are studying stuff like this, um, they're really, really engaged here and and they started really to say yeah why are we doing this not like why we're doing a or not b and mm -hmm. and we started really to listen to it and the other thing is we we really made an assessment and of course we we ask our our um, customers as well our clients and we have i would say two cycles of clients one is b2b clients there are a lot of um, tour operators taking care for these school trips. Yeah? And um, so we asked these two operators, they are very close to these parent-teachers conferences and all these topics they asked, what, what, are, what are you asked? What, is, what are parents thinking about? Yeah? What are talking about when, when it comes to a school trip for next year planning and stuff like this? And they told us, yeah, sustainability is a big topic here and um, how to travel taking the coach instead of the plane, for example, and um, uh, not not so far anymore. Maybe if you if you are uh, class from from Germany, then not maybe go to Rimini just for fun. Then maybe choose a destination. Uh, yeah, you can reach by coach and it, it's closer by stuff like this. And then even we ask the single travelers and here I would say from our experience, 20, 25 percent really, really deep involved with this topic and and have a lot of consciousness about climate and and, and behavior etc 70 75 percent i would say don't care yeah they um they do what they do and what 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 what's the um, um what makes fun so to say but this even this 20 or 25 percent it's so so big uh, that we said we yeah we can't ignore this yeah and of, of course we we need even an answer for this guys that with, with, with good mood, 
they, they can use a product like AO. Yeah. And and so it started to, to develop this world. So that kind of leads into my next question, which was about um, you know, obviously having these goals is great, but ultimately you're not the one physically implementing everything, right? You've got to depend on employees and, and the guests that are staying with you. So um, if you have passionate employees, that's great. And and obviously when you hire people that can be part of the process, but how do you really engage um, the people that are staying at the hostel, especially that 70, 75%, like you said, that maybe isn't thinking about it. So how do you make sure, you know, hey, they're putting the recycling in the recycling bin or the compost or whatever other measures you're trying to implement and trying to get them excited about it as well and aware of it? Yeah, that's that's a good question. We're thinking about this every day. Yeah, how how to how to make it a little bit better. So on the one hand, of course, even from your 100% of your employees, maybe they are 70 or 80% say that's not my my special topic. Yeah, I, I, I um, I'm I'm fine to do it, but but please help me here to better understand and why should I do it, etc. So first of all, we started with the employees and and said okay. Um, we, we have an idea and we have to explain why. Yeah, and, and so with our annual trainings, for example, we started with, uh, with a lot of newsletters, all for the employees first. Because I, I think it's, it's really a shame, for example, if you do something, you, your marketing team is communicating it very well, and then the customers come and ask, and your employees say, I have no idea. No clue about it, yeah. Never yet. So <clears throat> that's why we, we we really started last the la all the last years or past years, um, we to train and 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 teach the employees and uh, for example created a volunteer green team, um, what we call green team, but it's just steered by the employees by themselves and it's um, where they can exchange their ideas, their experience um, about is an idea is it working or not. And, and stuff like this. And yeah, we see with, with the customers, for example, one very simple but but big step um, for us was now since since a while, we we showing on every invoice, on every on every bill, for example, we, we print this carbon footprint what you spent during your yeah um, or for your offer, what you will spend or what you did spend um on, on your on your invoice just to starting with something or we have a we have on our website we have a green section where we explain our roadmap um for example so a lot of of communication what is not like with with the, with the finger so to say so it's by the way yeah we we we're showing what 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 we are doing and uh, what we what we try to achieve um we have small um small things to um, just to remember people, for example, the elevators in, in, in our buildings, there are stickers on, why not taking the stairs if you can? And um, for example, do you know uh, elevator ride is consuming same energy like full fill, uh, full charge your iPhone or your, your Android mobile? Yeah, so stuff like this. Yeah, so just by the way, trying to, to tell a little story. And um, that's what, for example, we're rolling out more and more. Well, that's great. Very creative um, ways to reach people and make them a part of the solution as well. So, um, well, so obviously when you're trying to do something at this scale and you, you said you had um, locations in multiple countries, there's going to be external factors beyond your control that um, maybe influence your ability to implement some of these changes. Um, so 
I guess, can you talk about some of these these challenges and maybe how you all are working to overcome them, whether they're like location specific, you know, laws or regulations or other things that come to mind? Yeah. Um, so first of all, yeah, we, you are right. We are in this nine different countries, and I would say as more as you come to the east, it's 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 less a topic. Yeah. So this this um, um, yeah environmental protection. So for example, um, one of the most easy things we can do is is to pay a little premium and buy all the electricity from re uh, renewable sources. That's for example something we can't do in Poland. Yeah, because it's not offered. Yeah, so it's something where where you it's easy to buy this in Germany or France or, or even in the UK, but it's there's no offer. Yeah, so that's something. For example, you you have then to figure out how you can then offset, for example, for your electricity um, to to find another way around this. Um, in in general, what I'm I'm happy to see that the EU is trying to synchronize more about this this uh, legal stuff. But in in general, I would say the legislator legislators are um, are way too slow and too soft in this topic. Yeah, um, because we we all have seen last year when we when we had here in Europe this this energy crisis. Yeah, and and this winter winter time, said of especially Germany, Austria, we like very much to the Russian gas, and 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 we we've been all afraid. Um, are we running out of gas, for example, during the winter period? And then we've been all asked to 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 save and um, yeah save energy, and and we saw which huge impact yeah what, what we all achieved the entire industries yeah all contributed a lot and in germany i i, I read then later that we saved i think 20 percent or something in, in in energy consumption yeah just by but that was really there was fear yeah there was and it was not the legislator yeah and and um so i think here and across over europe the, the legislators are, are too soft in uh, with, with this topic yeah because yeah maybe they have all in in mind 2050 long time ago and mm -hmm. here we i i think that, that that there could be a little bit more more pressure to all the industries yeah yeah definitely a more coordinated effort would make everybody's lives easier probably and um, yeah. streamline a lot of those processes yeah. so yeah yeah um okay so uh Talking about you know the changes that you have been able to implement, um, what have you found to be the least and most challenging of those? Well, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, so the the easiest is is, is really, for example, where, where you just change your supply and and buy it from other sources. So electricity again is is a good example here. Yeah, you you have of course you have to pay a little bit more, but it's just you have to just to sign a different contract yeah and say from now i i just like to have electricity from 100 renewables so that's something it's really easy cost it, of course it costs a little bit more money but it's easy to do um i think the the most complicated is everything what is what is related to your buildings to to the hardware really to yeah to to the bricks and stones so to say because if you are and and we yeah, we need, of course, for our operation, we need big buildings. Yeah, we operate big buildings where we are in for 20 years or 30 years, and they are they are already uh, um, uh, yeah, existing hostels. And 
for example, to say, okay, we, we, we save the way how we, for example, use water and, and for example, introduce gray water for, for to, to use a gray water from, from washing the hands, even to flush the toilet or stuff like this. This is really hard later to implement. It's even quite easy if you, if you start with a new operation and with a new building and you have still time as, as long as it's not uh, uh, done and, and co ready constructed. Um, um, but yeah, to, to an existing, everything what, what has to do with, with construction is mostly cost intensive, needs a lot of technical expertise and, and, and knowledge. Um, that's that's the most hardest. Yeah. Yeah, and in in Europe, you're working with a lot of older infrastructure, anyways. A lot of times, I found in my travels, and um, I'm sure you know the the buildings aren't as insulated or you, you know well functioning as they would have been, you know, with like you said when you first built. So I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. A lot of challenges there. Um, yeah. So definitely uh, things that are probably like, like you said, location specific to maybe that part of the world that may not be the same in others, but still something that everyone I think can, can learn from and, and work with. Um, so as you're, you're doing, you know, all of this work and you're trying to make your company greener, um, have you started to work with others in the industry to do the same or maybe, you know, partner together to kind of, um, like you said, get, maybe suppliers that are going to provide a greener, you know, get a deal on those those kinds of things or something like that, or just just help maybe influence other companies to do a little bit better. Yeah. So um, what what we do, we have we have one firm we are partnering with. It's, it's called GreenSign. And this this company, by the way, is even auditing our our places once a year. So they do the green audit checking and give give us a green level, so to say. And um, this this company GreenSign is even doing um, they call it bar camps, yeah, and and uh, net networking, um, yeah, camps where we always contribute, yeah, because that's that's really nice to um, yeah to meet other people from this from our industry and to talk about their experience and and what for example they tried out or figured out and and what what we figured out and to exchange this stuff and. That um, that's that's I, I would say a way where our industry is is really exchanging um, uh, efforts and and um, experience about green, green stuff, um, and then yeah we, we try of of course even to um, let let other people know and this is a topic where we say please copy us yeah if if um, so usually. You, you, you have as a company, you have your company secrets and you don't like to share everything. But this, I think, is, is something we, we, first of all, we don't have much time. Second, it helps the entire industry and even the entire uh, um, society if we, if we all um, produce greener. And um, that's, that's why I think it's very important to be quite yeah, transparent and open here and let, let people know and copy. Yeah, we all win, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we all everybody win. goes green, even if they're competitors. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's great to hear. Well, and speaking of like, what advice would you offer others in the industry um, looking to reduce their carbon footprint? Um, and whether it's a hostel or just anybody in the you know the travel industry working in that field. Yeah, I would think I would give two advices. So first, first of all, really, it's like with your accounting start to to get an understanding yeah and, and and measure it 
um, be, because if, if you don't have any feeling about it, it's really hard to even then to to count your successes, yeah, because you even need own motivation. And it's great if you say I come from whatever is your 10, it's maybe it's it's 20 or 30 or whatever. But if you come from a number and, and you know your number and then your goal is to bring this number down, but you have to measure it. Um, even with, with your accounting team, you never would say, Mm, we just try to be a little bit more profitable, but we don't count our euros, yeah, uh, or dollars or whatever. So of of course you you have to know about it and and to to start to get a feeling, and um, yes, and 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 second is really there. Don't think that all this stuff costs money. Many many of these actions you can take even even save money. Uh, some. Um, even does not cost money and uh, but but so they are let's say these low hanging fruits and do this first yeah? and it gives you quick success quick wins and uh, motivation even then to do maybe some more cost intensive stuff but um it's not all about cost so that that's an excuse if people think ah, i don't like to start with it um even of course on, on the long run yeah, the, if, if if you lose so to say later your your clients then it's then it's too late yeah you have any way to to transform and start with a transition to an um yeah to a sustainable product whatever your product is but um, you have to start with this transition and there are many many actions you really can do quick and easy and with low cost yeah yeah it sounds like based on what your experience has been you you all didn't try to do it all at once you did try to like you said reach the low-hanging fruit and then build yeah. on that because if you try to do everything transition your whole operation at one time it's gonna it's gonna fail you can't do it all so kind of biting, yeah. biting it a little at a time um yeah that's great advice uh so as travel continues to rebound post pandemic um what changes have you noticed if any yeah, um, we what we see is a bit more domestic share. So um, in all our markets we are in, we we, we see now a higher share of, of domestic. Of course, last year was 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 not a, not a full and, and and clear clear picture. But this year, even this is the first year full year after pandemic, we see really yeah it sticks that that the domestic share is higher. That people travel probably more earthbounded. That even something we can see. And um, yeah, closer, closer to their home. Yeah, um, so that's and we see it especially with our school school uh, groups we 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 have in our houses that um, many of them really avoid to travel distances longer than 300 kilometers, 400 kilometers. And that was before pandemic. That was not not a topic. And we see very very few uh, school groups uh, still using the plane. Um, of course, if you go longer distance between, let's say, the continent and, and Ireland or UK, of course, you have to fly. But if you think about going from Copenhagen to Rome, then they prefer the train or the coach instead of flying. Yeah. Yeah. And despite um, these kind of changes in where people are coming from, uh, it, has it pretty much gone back to pre-pandemic levels, like as far as vacancies and you know how full you guys are or is it still kind of building back up to that so last year we really had this pent-up demand in, in the summer summertime so it was even fuller than 19 
Um, 23 was even great um, compared to 19, a bit more, but not in general, not everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, what what even maybe slows down a little bit the demand right now is that this high inflation we saw across over the planet, yeah, mm -hmm. um, is is now kicking into to any anybody's uh, pocket. Yeah, and and um, so this is something. What probably even in, in summertime it was a bit weaker than than 22 with all this pent up demand and people had the savings and, and, and even this this big big desire to travel and um, yeah now now normalized a little bit. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Uh, well, you know, as sustainability is becoming uh, more well known amongst people in the world and the traveling community, um, obviously this is increasing as a concern um you know the impacts of travel you hear a lot especially taking planes and just the, the fuel that's used and everything um so you know as as a result some people may be choosing to travel less or more consciously and um what are some ways or some tips that you can offer people who are wanting to you know reduce their impact when they travel um versus you know just going wherever they want whenever they want and not thinking about the consequences <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I, I think yeah. What, what what you said. So if if you maybe try to to travel a bit less often, but but longer. Yeah. So if you, for example, instead of let's say maybe it's it's really, um, if you remember to nineteen eighteen, it 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 it, it was right common to fly from Berlin to Barcelona just for a party weekend. Yeah. But even you found these airfares of. 20 euros or 30 euros, what what you can't find anymore, yeah? and it's maybe not not the most worse news, yeah, that that this is over, and why not if flying to from Berlin to Barcelona, what is fine, but then even yeah, combine it and 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 and, and say stay a little bit long in Barcelona and maybe even visit Valencia or what is next by, make a make a longer trip and then flying back, yeah. So that's 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 the one thing. The other thing I think. Um, yeah, always remember that in, in Europe we have a fantastic train network. Yeah, and um it's even fun. Of course, sometimes you have you have delays or whatever, but even this could be fun, yeah. And um so use um yeah, thinking about that the train is, is, is inside Europe, it's really a good alternative um to 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 use. And um I know the the fares are uh, or the rate uh, are, are really complicated to dive into the all this, but um you can even find really really affordable deals to to travel for example there's right now for germany there's a germany ticket or pass you you can travel for 49 euros the entire month yeah um stuff like this so yeah yeah there's a, a lot of opportunities i guess to travel slow and and kind of take advantage of like you said other modes of travel if people look for it and um, unfortunately i don't think you know train or, or mass transit is as easy to come by in the United States and um, as it is here, but in, in Europe, but it is still accessible and there are, you know, other options, like you said, and ways to kind of minimize maybe carpooling or um, yeah. finding buses or, or something like that. So um, yeah, all, all great tips. And, um, you know, if, if folks are serious about wanting to reduce the, their impact when traveling, you know, definitely look into slow travel and and some of the things that he said ways that you can kind of just 
travel a little differently and it might be more fun anyway. It's <laughs> something different. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, so uh, you know, based on everything we've talked about and kind of your interest in this field, what are some of the resources that you'd share with our listeners who want to learn more about any of this? So, so um, yeah, um, despite from your podcast, um, <laughs> the, um, what what really was helpful for me, um, um, what, what I really love to read and, and still sometimes go back to this book is from Bill Gates is how, how to uh, avoid this climate disaster because it's very well structured. Um, it's it's a very general overview about these different topics of how to avoid where, where it comes from, different segments. Um, and even and th I think that's that's really important with with in general with this topic that it even gives you an optimistic outlook, yeah, and not only um, not only a disaster outlook uh, for the future. And it gives it, it the book left 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 you with with an yeah with an idea or concept that there are many many smart people in this world are working behind the scenes to to solve all these issues and and you. I, I was wondering how many technical solutions are already, um, yeah, how many innovations are already there, yeah, and 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 um, it's it's just a matter sometimes of of, of course of, of money or time, sponsors, or both. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's one of my my favorite books. Yeah, I read that a few years ago, and it is um, it is definitely inspiring and gives you some hope in a world where you hear a lot of doom and gloom about the climate and, yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to talk about in more depth or just follow up on? No, um, Jennifer, no, I, I think really if, if we, if we, yeah, uh, just, just really, if I can leave this message to don't, um, don't be shy. Yeah. Really just start. Yeah. And how, how little your start is, but, but please, Start start with, with with this transition and and make your company or, or your club or whatever you're responsible for, um, yeah. This this many little small changes are really doing a big impact. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely an all hands on deck moment, and it's not. Yeah. It's not something that there's anything that's too small to make a difference, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I actually did just think of of one more question. Uh, before we move on to our green life hack, and um, you mentioned earlier that you all might have to offset your your usage or you know different different things to offset your carbon footprint, and I'm just wondering what kind of projects do you you know look into for that, or how do you kind of vet the companies that that you pick for those projects? Yeah, it's that's even it's 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 it's, it's one question but it gives 1000 answers here yeah how how you could could do it and and it was even difficult for us or uh, to to understand what is the right way um so what we what we learned best best really here is even to there are, there are a lot of specialized firms offering you here concepts and 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 um packages first is really um it, it, this this firm you're, you're partnering with um, should have like a gold standard, for example. So uh, a standard you can you can investigate in and, and understand that this company is proved and serious, etc. And and uh, so, and um, it needs full transparency that that really even your clients, uh, your customers, in the end, the customers paying for it, 
um, knows where the money goes in, in which project. And um, these are projects, yeah, even these projects um, has to be really new projects and not just to help your neighbor with something what the neighbors may be doing any, any, anyway. Yeah. So, and uh, we're partnering here with, with a company, it's called South Pole. Um, um, South Pole did it, for example, even for EasyJet in the past. And so big company, a lot of knowledge. And um, so we, just this morning, I had, I had, a, I had a longer Zoom with, with these guys and to understand which, which, what are current projects. And there's really a difference between this carbon removals or, or just future projects. Yeah. Um, so, and what we need, for example, are these removals. Then you can decide there are two ways of removal natural, uh, what means planting trees, in, uh, it's, it's most common here, or um, these carbon uh, carve out of, out of the atmosphere and, and press it to some, somewhere, yeah, what is maybe not so sexy. Yeah. Um, so, um and for example we're going this way of this carbon carbon removals but we spoke for example even that we like to finance some pilot projects what is really interesting to um um to the soil yeah where, where the firm farmers working with that this soil is is very in, in many areas like for example this area of brandenburg what is surrounding berlin is is really the um, the soil is out of humus yeah, and and to bring back this humus to the soil um, that enables the farmer to to uh, they they need less less chemicals, less pesticides, and 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 all this stuff, and um, even the water is better better uh, storage in 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 the soil and, and all this stuff. So so many things. That's for example that's very very expensive. That's why we're doing a mix of all this stuff. So we do we do the more low cost. Um, um, yeah, uh, planting trees in in, in areas um, outside Europe, then, and um, then doing some yeah highlights, so to say, like for example, we, we are really interested in um, um, help, helping farmers, for example, with with projects to to better the quality of the soil, and because it's in a long term project, what makes a lot lot of sense, immediately help immediately impact um, of of helping helping the environment, etc. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you mentioned um, soil sequestration and, and there's so many pro projects out there, but um, I think most people do think of planting trees as, as the main offset, but there are uh, so many ways to, to offset and kind of help your community and, and just the world. So um, yeah, for anyone looking, um, definitely, like you said, make sure you vet the companies and look into the type of product because it doesn't always have to be the same the yeah. same type of thing. So yeah. that's great. Um, well, yeah, so I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our green life hack portion of the show. And this is where um, myself and the guest will share one thing that you can do to live more sustainably. So if you listen to the show and you're kind of overwhelmed with all of these things that we've talked about, this will give you one uh, or two in our case, since there's two of us, um, one action you can implement in your daily life um, to reduce your carbon footprint. So Oliver, would you like to go first? Yeah, what, what I'm personally doing, and I think that's, that's easy and it even, even saves, saves money, um, I always try to drink water by tap. So um, that's very simple, but um, and even quite common already, but uh, in Europe, you really can do it in, in every country. 
without any doubts. So um, and and yeah, that's something you can do by tomorrow. I love that. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of tap water, and um, I, yeah. I won't I won't buy bottled at all. But that's very close to my green life hack actually, which is um, similar and travel related. If you're traveling, um, whether it is an airport, a train station, or by car or whatever. Um, you can bring a reusable water bottle and usually in these days most train stations airports whatever will have um, a filtered water station where you can fill it up so not only do you not have to pay five euro or dollars or whatever for yeah. a bottle of water you're saving money but you're also you know saving waste because you're bringing your own container um, you do have to bring it through security empty obviously if you're going through an airport but um, i have found that a very handy tip because who wants to, yeah. you know, have to pay all that money. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, an, another, I guess, travel related hack um, would just be if you can um, save, it, it saves you space and also saves you from bringing liquids is bring solids through, you know, solid soap, uh, shampoo bars, um, whatever else. So you don't have to have the plastic and then you're also kind of getting around the security rules around the liquids and everything. So um, kind of a win-win. So a couple of uh, travel hacks for you and ways to live more sustainably. Um, yeah, Oliver, thank you so much for being on. I was really excited when your team reached out because uh, I, you know, I do love to travel, but as an environmentalist, there's always that kind of guilt about my impact and everything. And I have been staying at more hostels lately because um, it is you know, a cheaper way to travel, but I feel like also kind of greener because you're not, giving each person their own space and you're kind of um, consolidating a lot of the resources that would be used. So, I um, mean, it's a great way to meet people and just kind of learn about the community that you're staying in. So I really appreciate you sharing your experience and the things that you guys are doing. It makes me hopeful for the future of travel. <laughs> um, so where can folks find you guys online if they want to learn more, follow you, stay up to date? It's, um, yeah, they can find us at aohostels.com. Yeah, that's our website, even with a section about our green green actions um, and plans for the future. And um, they can find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. And Jennifer, thanks for having me here in your show. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pleasure. And um, you can find the show, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and um you can find me personally here on Sustainably Geeky, sometimes on our sister shows, Marginally or Ethically Geeky, and on Instagram and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me. So um, again, thank you for listening, Oliver, and we will be linking to all the resources that we talked about in the show notes. Um, for everybody listening, have a great rest of your day. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.